Welcome to episode number 83 of the Kerrville Podcast. Michaela here and John Barrera. And uh, I've known this person for many, many years now, and she is one of my favorite people on this entire earth. Uh, she is very awesome, and you're about to find out why here in just a second. John, go ahead and introduce today's guest for us. Today, we have Catherine Dover with Uniquely Kind Yoga. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Catherine, uh, I I met Catherine because uh, I used to do uh, the midday show. Well, first, I met Catherine when I was doing weekend still. It was before I even did the midday show on 94.3 Rev FM and... uh, the they Catherine would come in and uh, Leslie from the Hill Country uh, Convention of Visitors Bureau. We just had her on. Oh yeah, she would come in too. And uh, y'all were doing roller derby at the time. Yep. And yes. uh, it was incredible what you guys were doing. Very mm. impressive then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Catherine, you uh, I mean, you are no stranger to people in this area. People, you you're pretty well known in this area. Yeah. I well, I grew up here, so I moved here when I was seven, and I've just kind of stayed. And so, um, and I'm a I'm an odd person and so therefore it's easy to remember me because that's a great thing though (laughs) seriously being normal is weird yeah seriously being normal is is weird like who who wants to be normal i mean i don't obviously boring yeah Yeah, seriously so uh but you've also and, and i saw when you were first beginning with the yoga yeah like you uh you've been doing yoga for how long now so off and on probably a good 10 11 years um, but I got real serious about seven years ago. Um, roller derby was, it takes a toll on your body and I wanted to prevent injury. Okay. So I started doing yoga for that purpose. Can we hop into roller derby a little more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead, John. We were talking earlier and you said that there were some people that didn't even know there was roller derby in the hill country. Seriously, we, so we haven't skated since 2019, thanks to the lovely um, pandemic, but even whenever we were regularly skating and hosting events and we gave back to the community, that was the goal was we didn't make money. We made money to give to nonprofits around and we would talk about roller derby and people would be like in Kerrville. (laughs) Yes. Here in Kerrville. We've been here for eight years, guys. We've been here a while, but it was still, people were like always shocked. They were always shocked about it. That's how y'all met. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was the DJ for the roller derby for a while too. Yeah. 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 Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the uh, Coach Keller and Walter Reed days, yep, they, yep. they'd ride into the roller derby on on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Remember those days? Yep, no, I remember that. Those are great days, too. Yeah, Coach. a lot of fun. Yeah, Coach Keller, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot Coach of fun because too. they didn't fully understand roller derby you have to learn, but they called it like they would have called any sports game. They did. It was really fun. Yeah, it was a, a great time and a lot of action out there, yes. too. I like, mean, it's football on skates. So it really is. With no ball. Yeah. But yeah, full contact. like And not theatrical, like whip it where it's the bank track, like real life contact. Um, mm. It's it's an awesome. I miss it so much. We talk about this all the time. Like It's like, we want the roller derby to come back. Why don't you start it back up? There's a lot of reasons. Number one, we always had low, low numbers. Um, and you got to have a pretty good amount of people to work on the contact and so forth. Also, it's a sport that people pay to play versus the opposite. So getting people to be willing to spend money to help us pay for rent on a facility because you can't just skate anywhere. Like the parks don't like it. And um, so you have to, like we did the ag barn. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of that 
and, how to know, find people and, and the equipment there's a lot mm-hmm. there are a lot of equipment costs and the pads and everything yeah. and the helmet i mean they you do have to wear full equipment because like like Catherine was saying it is like football on it stage. is i mean it's very very mm. physical mm-hmm. uh, yeah and also it, um just in general like with the current it's hard to to get out there and like the ag barn now has more business so they're more busy back when we first started it was more like we were the the outcast that kind of snuck in and grabbed weekends that were available but now they're so busy all the time so it's kind of all of the scheduling everyone's life's being busier because jobs and so forth it just we haven't started it back up maybe one day though maybe 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 one day day. maybe if there's a maybe if there's a lot enough voice out there yeah Maybe we, that would do we just it. and yeah. we all need on, we need girl. more people. So uh, we did co-ed too. So it was like we accepted girls and boys, but most of the time we only got girls because guys felt weird about playing that sport. But like, psh, bring it on, okay? We love playing co-ed. <laughs> Confidence. Yeah, we it was the best. Well, there it, that was what eight years ago. Um, so we stopped in 2019. So that was only a few years no, ago. No, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Well, Curvo's growing. Mm-hmm. So then you started doing, uh, while while the roller derby was going on, and I guess a little bit before, but you started doing yoga. Yeah. And, and you got you got really serious about yoga. Yeah. Like that is, and and, and I've done, what is it, the cat, uh, what is it, the cat? Cat cow? Cat cow. And I tell you what, just from doing, like I, I just popped on like a YouTube beginner yeah. video, yeah. you know, and, and just from doing the cat cow for like 20 minutes or whatever, my body had worked out muscles that I didn't know my body had. Yes. Like, I seriously had no idea that these muscles even existed. Man, and there's so many different types of yoga. So, you can do gentle yoga, and that's going to stretch you out, and you're going to notice you're stretching things that you don't typically stretch in a usual day. But then there's, like, aerial yoga, where you have the silks that hang. That's a whole different muscle group, and I didn't realize that until my first aerial class. And when I left, I was like, all these things hurt. That I didn't know existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. So yeah, and each one it kind of changes. Every single class that you try, you'll work different muscles. So I think people slap yoga in the category of like it's easy and it's very calm without thinking of all the variations of yoga that are out there. Um, if you want it to be a serious workout and you're like, I want to sweat, we have hot yoga and that is you're going to sweat regardless, but also we make it a harder class. So you're working more muscles um, versus like gentle yoga on Sundays. We use a lot of props and it's more about allowing your body just to relax into things. There's so many different types of yoga. It's all good. All of them. And you have to find the class that fits you because each person's different. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's mm-hmm. unique, you know. So yeah, and the the other thing that I really like about yoga is uh, that the toxins yeah. that it releases from your body. Mm-hmm. It really does keep your body healthy because I mean you're moving parts of your body that haven't probably ever been moved before. Yeah. So and they have a there's a saying that's like whenever you're going through something, um, you have to process it the three ways, which would be like you have to cry it out, even though people say not to. That's not true. You want to do that, but not to wallow. But you also want to be able to move through that. And so a lot of people come to yoga when they're in like transitional periods of their life and the moving, the movement with the breath, with the it just for whatever reason releases things. So I like that aspect of it, too, is to watch people come in and when they're done with their yoga class, they feel so much better solely based on the fact that they moved through emotions. Do you adapt your your um, product to different um, 
clients that you have, like older or oh, younger? Yeah. Or Absolutely. Bodybuilders? I, yes. Okay. So, well, so bodybuilders, they, my, my like more of the ripped guys that come to class. Like me. Yeah. Are normally in my Wednesday class and we don't edit anything for them. They skip what they don't want to do, but they're there for the sweating and the, uh, the detoxing and the losing all the water weight of hot yoga. Um, and they like the stretching and so forth too. So, but yes, I typically cater to whatever my group is at. Like if I have a bunch of people that can't get up and down off the ground, we're going to focus a lot on the ground. So they're not having to get up and down versus if I have people that come in, they're super flexible. We're going to work on strengthening because they're obviously already flexible. Right. So I kind of cater between those two or those things, like depending on who walks in. Yeah. I have an old back injury and I've noticed that the more I stretch, the, the less it hurts without yeah. medicine and or mm-hmm. anything. And it's just being more flexible. It, it hurts less. Yeah. Well, and you're, so we all have a range of motion and you'll notice this in children. Like they sit in all the weird positions and their bodies just allow that. And over time without stretching, we lose our range of motion. So for me, when it comes to those purposes, like if we're doing yoga for the purpose of physical, like you want to stretch and work your body out, I'm going to do my best to work on something that is going to uh, help your range of motion, whether that be like your hips are tight and we want to make sure that both ways of your hips, because it can externally and internally rotate, feel better. Um, We'll work on each range of motion for that purpose like we want you to be able to move fully like everybody should be able to move similarly not exactly the same but similarly yeah it's weird how um a lot of knee injuries come from a tight quad yeah and and, uh tight hip flexors too and that's actually how most of it is when someone comes to me and they're like my low back hurts i'll start with hips or if their hips hurt i'll start with low back because it's yes it's a you have this balance in your body and um back injuries and and knee injury is probably the top two things that i deal with also necks necks is another one um and normally like with your knees um it's the fact that you've lost your range of motion and if you tweak it in even just a little bit of a way your body's like "Mm mm-mm we're not doing mm. that anymore. And it yeah, we're hurts. not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Mika- so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. you go ahead. I was going to say, Michaela, have you tried yoga? Uh, not since my knee injury. Yeah. I mean, I mean no, I, I haven't. I, I haven't actually tried it in like a class setting. Yeah. Either, which which actually is very interesting, which is probably something I'll end up doing here. Uh, I'll talk with you, Catherine, after yeah. the podcast. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be a great thing to do. It is a different setting too. When you're in a class, um, it's so when you're watching a video and you're kind of cranking your neck the whole time to watch what she's doing in a class, it's more like you can see what you're doing and then you just focus on what you're doing versus trying to stare at the person on the screen. So I highly recommend everyone do yoga at home with the videos that are available on YouTube. I love yoga with Adrian. She's great. But um, if you can get into a class setting, I really recommend it. Also, it's fun whenever someone achieves a pose or is able to do something and the entire class cheers for them. That's mm. why I teach. So, so, and and that's the other thing, because I've been following you on Facebook since, you know, you know, roller derby days, yeah. you know, and I've seen some of your posts on Facebook and, and some of the yoga positions that you're able to get into. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible. Like just... Some of the thing. Have you seen some of her stuff, John? No, How I'm going to awesome start following you now, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, haven't. Catherine. 
Okay, so uh, some of that. What was it like? Like so being able to accomplish those? It's like a mixed thing. So some of those were I would sign up for Instagram challenges back when I first started, and that's what motivated me to continue yoga. So okay. it would be like, this yeah. is the pose we're going to learn to do. So, and I would learn that pose. Now, is it a practical pose that we would do in a regular group class? Probably not. There's no way that anyone wants to put their foot on the back of their arm and then fold forward. That's Whoa. wild. But I'm telling you, yeah. When it comes to like inversions, which is my jam, I love headstands, handstands, forearm stands. Those are what I really like to do. Um, I love throwing those in classes. So on Wednesdays, which is hot yoga, we always work on inversions. Even if no one is like that interested, they'll do a little bit of it. But it's been cool watching people start and they're like, I absolutely cannot do crow pose, which is an arm balance. And then like a few weeks later, they're, I'm watching them catch some balance and crow. <sighs> Guys. That's the, that's why I teach. I like that. And I like, cause I did it with roller derby too. I coached the team and I love the, the watching someone find their magic in themselves and realizing how strong they really are. Roller derby was amazing for that because people would come in, it'd be like a tiny person or even like a thick person. And they would come in and already they're like, I don't know if I'm made for this. And then watching them find their strength was you would have the tiniest girls and you would try to hit them full force and they wouldn't go down. Mm, like it was awesome. like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the same goes for yoga, watching people do so many cool things. Aerial yoga is a really good example. You do flips and tricks and all these things and in watching them be like, oh my God, I didn't even know I could do that is it's the reason I teach. Yeah, when you overcome something that you didn't think you could do, yeah. your self-esteem and your confidence, it, it is such a great boost. A whole new level. Yes. And for you to provide that to your clients, I bet it's so fulfilling. I love it. It's it is the full also kids because I work with kids. Um, I love working with kids for the purpose of watching their themselves trust themselves enough to do something because self esteem issues start in childhood. They do, yeah, yeah, and it can yeah. be even as simple as like they just don't even though no one's told them they just don't feel adequate enough. And so I love to like feed, even whenever it's something as simple as, hey, we're going to do this. And someone says, I don't really want to do that. I'm like, yeah, that's very brave of you to say, no, like you don't have to do it. I like to encourage that so they don't feel like they have to do something to prove themselves. But also if they do successfully do it, how cool is it for them to realize like I've had them tell me no. And then they'll come back and be like, I think I want to try it. I'm like, let's do it. Mm. It's just um, it's magic. That's, That's why I teach. I love it so much. That's exciting. It's really. incredible. It so really is. You said you were you, you said you were under humbling bloom, but you are uniquely kind. Yes. So that's kind of we always joke about uh with Lewis, it was the joke of, oh well, uniquely kind is my government name, but I work for <laughs> Humbling Bloom because the studio that I work with, Humbling Bloom, um, I work for Stephanie Stewart and I love her. Just so you all know, she's like my favorite person in the world. And Stephanie Stewart owns Humbling Bloom. And so I work for her. I do all of my classes there. Um, but the reason why Uniquely Kind Yoga is separate is because when I first started teaching, um, I worked out of a different space and then COVID happened and they sold the building. And so mm. I moved uh, in with okay. Stephanie. And you're kind of like a subcontractor yeah. type. So yeah. I go, yeah. like, I'll like teach at the, yeah, yeah, I'll teach at the schools this year. And I, I taught uh, in San Antonio at a kid's school. It was wild. It was like 300 children. Whoa. So I kind of hop around and teach at different places. So I'm, I'm kind of my own self, but Humbling Bloom is my home. If that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes total sense. What separates Uniquely Kind from any other yoga place? Um, so, well, as an individual person, I, I, I do not create, this is going to sound bad because it's going to go against what you most people view yoga as, but 
I like yoga. I like attending yoga as classes that are very zen. But as a person, as a teacher, I am not that. So I normally offer a space where like we joke and people chat and it's it's different in the sense that you don't have to come in and stay quiet during my class. I don't. Some people cannot do that. It's not that I don't like those kind of classes. It's that a lot of people do not like to sit alone in their thoughts. And so if you come to class with me, you can chat and laugh and joke. Wednesday is my complaining class that Leslie comes to that class. And we have Allison. (laughs) Allison comes to that class. Both of them openly complain the entire time. And hey, yeah. yeah. And that's I love it. That's Wednesday. Yes. That's the class most people love because they don't feel like they have to stay quiet. They will like Leslie will just be like, it's hot yoga, guys. But she'll be like, it's pretty hot in here. Oh, like, yeah. it's hot yoga, Leslie. And she's like, I don't know. It's pretty hot. I think I'm going to get some water. This isn't in my practice. And so I get a lot of like that kind of feedback in those classes. So I think I just offer a space where I don't I don't feel like you have to be what people see yoga as in movies. Like I, you can come in and you can chat and you can bring your spouse and y'all can joke during class. It's not going to upset me or offend me or I'm not going to turn around and be like, hey, shh, shh, shh. Yoga. Like the stereotypical. Yeah. And it's not that I don't believe in those classes or that I don't, because I obviously like you want the Zen part of it. So when we get to the end of class, which is Shavasana, everyone quiets down. We all relax. I do a guided meditation. So you're still getting that. But it's just that as an instructor, I decided long ago when I first started teaching that I wanted to offer a space where people who cannot be quiet have a place to still do yoga. How important is meditation? It's very important. So I, I hear it oh, all the go. time. Here we I go. hear it all the time. Why, why I've is, never yeah. actually done it. Why so, is it important? So there's a lot of misconceptions about meditation. So a lot of times people think that when you visualize meditation, it's someone sitting in lotus pose who's wiped their mind completely clean. But that is not what meditation is. Most of the time, it's the ability to control your thoughts. So if you're laying out flat on the ground and you're trying your best to meditate and you keep having like thoughts that pop up, which is going to happen, as long as you bring yourself back to like you acknowledge it, like, okay, I realize that's there. Anyway, I'm coming back to this space. That continual comeback is what meditation is. It's being able to control that, hey, I recognize that this thought has popped up, but instead of focusing on it, I'm going to bring myself back to me. Meditation calms the nervous system. So most of the time, that's that's part of the additive of like people have to feel, move and experience like they're the things that they go through is that we will move through your emotions in a class. And then at the end of class, we will all Shavasana. And in that moment, that's your time to just officially release it. You're focused on calming your mind, which is going to calm your nervous system, which is going to make your body feel heavy. And that feeling alone is what makes like when you're at the end of class and people are always like before yoga and after yoga and it's like the unicorn that's like ah like after yoga that's that experience is that like euphoric you released it all you feel relaxed because you moved your body you calmed your mind you were breathing we work on a lot of breathing breathing is necessary that feeling that meditation and then it and once you get good at it you can pull that out anywhere so like if you tend to struggle with anger or if You are um, hanging out in a situation where you get overstimulated, which is a very common thing that people deal with. Being able to kind of shut it off and bring yourself back to yourself and just focus on your breathing is it's like a magic trick and it keeps you in tune with yourself. Do you think it's a tool that like 
goes back to our primitive state. Do you think it's something? Absolutely. Is is yoga? It's not new, right? No, absolutely not. So it's in in India. Obviously, that's where everyone like they're like this is where it originated, and yes, it did. But um, they've actually been finding like in uh, Egypt images that show what looks like yoga dating back ten thousand years ago. So they're saying. This may have been yoga at 10,000 years ago in Egypt, so it didn't really originate in India, but they they won't claim that yet until they have more like proof on it. But basically, the movement with the breathing, with the meditation, meditation has been a thing. Um, and I think, too, like as society grows and so forth, there's a book out there, um, and it's, well, there's two books that are really great. Um, the Body Keeps the Score is a wonderful book, and it talks about how our um, bodies hold trauma, and how that affects our lives. And then there's another book called Sapiens. And it kind of breaks down like the evolution of humans in the world. So with um, The Body Keeps the Score. And they kind of talk about like the fight, flight, freeze response. So back in the day, like if there was a tiger and you were you would run, right? Or you would fight it. And nowadays that kind of has gone away. So we basically stay in a state of either fight, flight, or freeze because it's not, we don't have moments of calm anymore. It's consistent. Like it's a consistent. Yeah, it just keeps. I feel like it's never ended. Yeah. 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 And so with this, with that idea of you want to be able to move through it, process through it, breathe through it, giving those little spaces because it used to be you had more calm with moments of stress. Now it's like you have moments of stress or you have more stress and moments of calm. Mm. So finding those spots where you can like calm yourself down is so I think that even though back in the day they did it all the time, now it's so less frequent. And because people will put every they'll prioritize everything else and put their own needs and self-care on the back burner, they tend to, um, just nix that part, which is necessary. So they're just adding stress, right? It's just like work, jobs, you know, or like kids, husband, wife, whatever it is. It's like, there's a lot of stress there instead of taking these moments where it's like, this is my time for me. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not like, I I, I totally believe in the whole self-care can be like getting your nails done or getting your hair done. I believe in that. But I believe self-care is far deeper than that. So it's like working mm. on your mental health. Yeah. It's working on your physical health. It's working on your your like being able to calm yourself in situations where it's high stress. Michaela, are you hearing this? Oh, yeah. You got to be a little selfish. You do yeah. have to be a little selfish. She gives and gives and gives and gives. Yes. And I listen, that's a trait. That's a that's I see it very commonly. It's a certain type of person and they will just they're always giving to depletion almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the saying that it's very corny, the whole like. You can't fill from an empty cup, but it's so true. So I'm always like, take these moments. Like, that's why yoga, it's an hour. Take an hour, you know, get some movement, all of that. Yeah. Relax and then, you know, go home and you'll feel better. You know, you get a little release a little bit. Kind of like a reboot with meditation. Yes. When you get into it, you know, with your computer, you know, let's say say your PC runs for like three months straight, right? Yeah. It's just running. <clears throat> Every, all these processes are running in the PC. All my tech people understand this. If you're not a tech person, you probably <laughs> won't. But uh, you will know, everybody knows that the longer your computer stays on, the slower and slower and slower it gets because it's just bogged down with all these processes. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like our thoughts mm-hmm. in life. You know, the, the longer we go, our thoughts in life just bog us down more and more and more. And I don't know if you've ever seen those bill collector commercials from like the 80s. Uh, where there's this like guy just running down the hallway, and everywhere he turns, it's like another dark 
dark something else coming at him he's like oh i can't get away oh i can't get away well that's kind of what happens in life you know with that flight flight yeah or fight flight freeze or freeze yeah i mean that's kind of what we're going (laughs) and it just stacks and stacks and stacks yeah and when you do the medicate meditation you uh you acknowledge all these things yes it it really is kind of a, a hard reset of your of your internal machine absolutely and you're able to reboot yourself and when you reboot yourself then you're able to operate and say hey wait a minute all those processes that were running in the background yeah have kind of calmed down it's a clean reboot and your machine runs much better so and like shavasana so at the end shavasana which is the last pose of class which everyone kind of just like closes their eyes and it's we normally do a guided meditation sometimes it's silence and we just work on breathing it's called Shavasana because that's corpse pose, which is you are dying to that moment. So when you come out of Shavasana, you are renewed. Mm. And that's what that means. So it's like that's I part like of that. the. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that is part of the the magic of it is like at the end of class, you know, after Shavasana, when you come out of Shavasana and everyone has that like euphoric glow to them. It's that that was their moment to release everything. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. It's like a rebirth baptism kind of thing. Yeah. And I will tell you. People will come to yoga and then they'll stop coming. But I've never had someone regret coming to yoga. Like they're always like, I'm so glad I didn't just skip even though I wanted to. Because I've I've never had someone in the middle of class just be like, I regret coming. Even if it's hard. Like by the end of class after Shavasana, they're like, yeah. It's a release. Mm -hmm. I got to release all that. Yeah, absolutely. When are your classes? Um, so at the studio, there's a lot of classes. My personal classes are, I teach Sunday evening at 7 PM and that is gentle yoga. We use a lot of props. Um, it is, we're not doing like a lot of, uh, sun salutations. So it's not like a lot of pushups or anything or like the chaturangas or anything like that. It's very, um, gentle. We're going to relax in poses and hold it for a while. Now that doesn't change that people still chat in that class. So if that interests you, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, second, I teach an aerial yoga class on Mondays at 545. That one is only 45 minutes. It's fast flow. So we're working on strengthening and conditioning in aerials. So that one is shenanigans. Like we're going to do tricks. It's going to be fun. Um, and then my third class that I teach during the week is the hot yoga Wednesdays, which is at 730. Uh, that class, we get the temperature anywhere from between 90 to 105. Holy moly. It just depends on the day because we use the back room. Um, and that is a hard class. Our goal in that class, we're going to do a lot of weird, hard things. We're going to play with inversions and arm balances. Like if you want to learn to do a headstand or a forearm stand, or you want to play with handstands, that's your class to come to. Um, it is funny though, because everyone that comes to that class, which I have a pretty good group, um, at the end, they're like, I couldn't do this more than once because it's so hot and you're sweating so much. <laughs> the men all started with, they all came in with like hand towels the first time. And then like the second class, they had beach like towels. a little bit yeah. bigger. Now they're like <laughs> beach towels. I'm like, we had, we need to get a sponsorship from ShamWow for the yeah, back room, right. please. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So what about beginners? Like uh, somebody that's a beginner out there, they've never done yoga. They have no idea, you know, anything about yoga. Sunday yoga. Start with Sunday. Because yeah. Sunday yeah. is gentle and I'm going to cue you through everything. There's lots of props. So like if a lot of people can't touch their toes, right? So if you fold forward and you're seated, you can't touch your toes. We're going to have straps there so you can strap your feet and pull yourself deeper. We have blocks. So if we're doing any kind of warrior poses, you have blocks to be able to set your hands on. So this is like it is made for beginners. Um, okay. And then we have at the studio, we have other aerial classes. So we have a, like aerial level one. We have that on Tuesdays. We also have a bungee course. Listen, 
that is the hard. It's a hard class. That's a hard class. It is so much fun. It is it is a blast because you're basically suspended in a harness and it gives you some resistance that uh, is easier on your joints. So like doing squats and so forth um, sucks, right? When you're doing your squats. But if people have bad knees and squats hurt their knees, this is giving some pull to it. So you're not putting all your weight in it. But do not let that shy you away from the fact that you will be sore for a good three, four days after. Mm. Um, hey, that's I, a good thing. Yeah, though. it's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. So we have bungee and uh, we have there's kids aerial. We normally have kids yoga, but it's been very hot. So we haven't done that. So we have um, kids aerial on Thursdays. Um, and then we have on Fridays, there's a gentle hot mellow yoga. That's also a beginner class. And that's in the morning at 10 a.m. Amanda teaches that course. She's amazing. And she does. Listen, I heard through the grapevine that she does temple massages during Shavasana. So if you're like, I'm looking for it to be warm and I want to get gentle stretching and I like the idea of a temple massage. Fridays at 10 a.m. That's what's mm. up. So, yeah. Every yoga person that I have come across has had this sense of um, peace and not so much confidence, but just like they know. They're very aware and very, uh, it's just a different kind of energy that comes off of. So I definitely feel like I, when it comes to yoga, I am very confident because I know it works. Um, so, and I think that that's what sells when, with yoga people, like they know, they know that they've, we've done it. We've done it without, when I started doing yoga, cause I was injuring myself in roller derby, I stopped getting injuries and that was like a, well, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. You know, mm. like it was weird because I was able to, I didn't break any bones. You know, we had a lot of breaks. Yeah, yeah. I didn't break any bones in my roller derby career. And I fully believe that it's because I worked on all this flexibility in my body. So when I did fall in weird ways, even if it's still hurt, it didn't injure me. So it was, I th- so I think that that's a big portion of it is like people go to yoga and they realize how much they love it and how much it works. Although a lot of people won't notice until they missed a few, like people will start coming, they'll come regularly and then they'll miss like a week. And then that next week, they're like, I'm never missing yoga again because mm. they don't realize it until they're actively like not doing it. And then when they get back into class, they're like, man, I lost all the work I did. So, yeah, it's a I think it's just that confidence comes from we know it works. So okay? I'm looking at your prices on here, too. Yeah. I mean, this is super affordable. Yes, it I th- is. I think there is going to be a price change, but it's nothing big, but it's going to be a little bit. But yes, it is. It's fifteen dollars for a drop in class. And we have packages. What? Yeah. yeah, I saw that and I'm like, I'm like what? Yeah, you spend that on a water burger meal. I know, and then there's yeah. and we have um drop so that's drop in fee, but we have packages so you can buy like right now it's going to change because I think we're going to go to 17 for drop in so not super high raise but a little bit. Yeah. That's like a water burger meal with a milkshake. You have to cover your. I mean, you have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, especially yeah, right yeah. now. But the but then there's it is, though, John. the packages <laughs> are like the nine for ninety nine that'll go up a little bit, but that makes your class like a, I think it's like eleven or twelve dollars a class. I mean that is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean the prices. I mean who can't afford that mm. i think it's just um it's out of sight out of mind so when people stop coming it's easy for them to be like well i'm just not going to make time for that and that's what i was saying earlier when yeah. you you have to make time for your yourself what you about accountability it. where does accountability come into play with this good so, question michaela i so accountability as in like me trying to keep people coming a commitment from people so i think that um when i first started i had a real big group of people that i could just text and be like do you want to be in class tonight and they would be like oh i don't want to come but yes sign me up okay right so i was like texting people but i think people also get kind of annoyed with that 
like checking in to see if they want to come for yoga. So I feel obligated to not do that, even though I used to do like regular check-ins. So now I post it and if people see it and they're like, I should be going to yoga, they'll come. And with people that I know are regular regulars, I will message them like, Hey, are you coming to class tonight? Good. You know, because, yeah. but I just don't, I think it's, so with contract work, it's very different from your day-to-day job, right? So when you work in a, a store, it's super easy. You're going to make your money regardless if you show up or whatever happens. But with contract work, our payments come from how many people we get. And so it's, it seems annoying, but I'm like, but this is a job. So like when I'm posting this, it's because I'm trying to get y'all in class. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the only way we get paid, like instructors do. Is through numbers. So show up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I just miss everyone anyway. Like, COVID really messed it up. Like, it was full all the time. COVID happened. That messed everything up. And now it's like, we'll get really good waves of people, and it'll be full classes. And then all of a sudden, it'll be like, ghosts. No one comes in. The summertime really messes it up, too, because kids... Um, yeah, yeah, vacations. vacations and yeah, yeah, Those all that kids. stuff. God, yeah. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are uh, we are at our at our mark here. John, you got any other questions? I just wanted to say, Michaela, the whole time Catherine was on, she was provide like she was talking about the value that yoga provides yeah, in your life. Absolutely. And she wasn't yeah. trying to plug herself in every five minutes. And really, Catherine, that's honorable commendable yeah absolutely so you're you're awesome Catherine. you're doing great thank you all for having me like i i'd love to see everyone in a class come see me yeah where seriously at humbling bloom which is i forgot the address it's a memorial i always forget the wrong address or i list off the wrong okay it's It's 2500 yes you want to get a water burger or you want to get mentally healthy (laughs) it's 2500 memorial boulevard we aren't dissing water burger by the way (laughs) they have some great food at water burger but but I mean, that, I mean, it's kind of funny though because it you, it's like you got the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other yeah. shoulder. And you're like, yeah, which one will you choose? Yeah, yeah, which one? Yeah, so I like that. Fifteen dollars for a number one with bacon and cheese. Or, for real, my or, chest hurts. Uh, I need to go to class. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, been an amazing podcast. Uh, Humbling Bloom is the name of the business. So you can find uniquely kind yoga on uh facebook i recommend that as soon as you hear this you hear uniquely kind yoga that you type into facebook just do it right now that way you don't get distracted and never do it uh uniquely kind yoga is the facebook page has almost two thousand likes on the page 34 reviews rated five stars what? on facebook yeah what? incredible so yeah i also offer private sessions so if anyone wants like private private groups those are also options and birthday we do birthday parties like we do a lot of stuff at humbling balloons so nice. that's like awesome. contact us yeah. let's have fun all right. get weird so uh that's gonna go ahead and wrap up number 83 one more time thank you so much Catherine, thank for making for the time for us this morning you rock yeah you do all right you can get this on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I believe it's on iHeartRadio as well. Curvilpodcast.com. Uh, There's a YouTube channel and a Facebook page. Just type in Curvil Podcast into Google. And if you can't find us, then you need like a new phone or something. I don't know. <laughs> for real. So, Michaela, seriously. thank you for all of the tech, everything you do tech. Yeah. Y'all, I do not understand tech. Everything you see is is Michaela. Really. Yeah. Thank you, Michaela. Well, I'm just grateful to be able to be here and do this, honestly. So, yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back with number 84 on Thursday. John, do you know 
You do know. No, no, you no, don't no. Know. I, was, I was saying uniquely kind. This is what it looks like, <laughs> okay, y'all. Okay, yeah, that's the Facebook page right there. Who's our guest on Thursday? Michaela, why do you always call me out like that? Every podcast, you know I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's actually you know, tomorrow. Gala with the water tree. That's right, yes. Gala <laughs> with the high-quality alkaline antioxidant water tomorrow on the Curvo Podcast. So, hey, that's a good thing to go with yoga, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, that's going to do it for us. We're out.